Act Three of A Woman as a Weathercock by Nathan Field. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One. Enter Strange, knocking at a door. Lies Captain Pouts here, pray. Enter a serving man. Sir, he does. I prithee tell him here's a gentleman would speak with him. What may I call your name, sir? No matter for my name. Trust, sir, the captain is somewhat doubtful of strangers, and being, as most captains are, a little in debt, I know he will not speak with you unless you send your name. Tell him my name is strange, that I am come about this business he spake of to-day. Exit Servant to have sent a formal challenge by a gentleman he being to choose his time might peradventure have made him shift himself the sooner over enter pouts above sir i know your business you are come to serve a warrant or a citation i will not speak with you and get you gone quickly too or i may happen to send a bullet through your mazard exit strange cross past expectation well, I'll try. My other course may speed more happily. Exit. Scene 2. Music. Enter with table napkins. Count Frederick, Sir John Worley, Neville, Pendant, Sir Innocent Ninny, Lady Ninny, Sir Abraham, servants with wine, plate, tobacco, and pipes. Sir, had you borne us company to church, you had been the better welcome faith you had i must needs say so too and i must needs say as my lord says sir john i thank you and my honoured lord but i am sorry for this other news concerning mistress kate and my good friend it is certain true he keeps his word well too he said he would come to dinner oh we cannot get mistress catherine out of her chamber oh good old woman she is top shackled tis pestilence sack and cruel claret knight stand to me knight i say up a gold stomach give me my aqua vita bottle oh guinevere as i am a justice of peace and quorum to a good deed to commit thee fie 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 why alas i cannot help this and i should be hanged should be as drunk as a porter i'll tell you my lord i have seen her so be pissed the rushes as she has danced at a wedding her belly and that aqua vitae bottle have almost undone my father well i think in conscience she is not my natural begotten mother <laughs> <laughs> well said my wise sir abraham oh this music and good wine is the soul of all the world come will your lordship make one at primero until your bride come forth you can play well my lord who i who my lord the only player at primero i the court i'd rather play at bowls my lord's for you for that too the only bowler in london that is not a churchwarden can he fence well too master pendant oh my lord 
the only fencer in Christendom, ill at you. He shall not hit me, I assure you, now. Is he good at the exercise of drinking, sir? Oh, my lord, the only drunkard in the world. Drinker, I would say. God a mercy for that. <sighs> I would he heard him. I know a better whoremaster than he. Oh, fie, no, none so good as my lord. Hardly by our lady, hardly. How now, who's this? Enter Scudmore, like a serving man, with a letter. What would you? I would speak with the Lady Bellafront from the young Lady Lucy. You had best send in your letter. She is withdrawn. My lady gave me charge of the delivery, and I must do it myself, or carry it back. A trusty servant. That way leads you to her. This trust in servants is a jewel. Come, let us to bowls in the garden. Exeunt. Blessed fate. Scudmore passeth one door, and entereth the other, where Bellafront sits asleep in a chair, under a taffeta canopy. O oh, thou, whose words and actions seem to me as innocent as this smooth sleep which hath locked up thy powers, would thou hast slept when first thou sentest and proffered me beauty and love? I had been ignorant then of such a loss. Happy's that wretch, in my opinion, that ne'er owned scarce jewels or bright sums. He can lose nothing but his constant wants. But speakless is his plague that once had store, and from superfluous state falls to be poor. Such is my hell-bred hap. Could nature make so fair a superficity to enclose so false a heart? This is like gilded tombs, compacted of jet pillars, marble stones, which hide from stinking flesh and rotten bones. Pallas so sat, methink, in Hector's tent. But time, so precious and so dangerous, why do I lose thee? Madam, my lady, madam. Believe me, my dear friend, I was enforced. <laughs> I had a dream as strange as thou art, fellow. How camest thou hither? What's thy business? That letter, madam, tells you. Letter? <laughs> What? Dost thou mock me? Here is nothing writ. Can you read anything, then, in this face? O oh, basilisk, remove thee from my sight, or thy heart's blood shall pay thy rash attempt. Oh, who attends us there? Stir not a foot, and stop your clamorous acclamations, or by the bitterness of my fresh wrongs I'll send your ladyship to the devil quick. I know the hazard I do undergo, and whatsoe'er after becomes of me, I'll make you sure first. I am come to speak, and speak I will freely, and to bring back your letters and such things you sent, and then I'll ne'er see those deceiving eyes again. Oh, I am sick of my corruption. For God's sake, do not speak a word more to me. Not speak? Yes, woman, I will roar aloud. Call thee the falsest fair that e'er breathed. Tell thee that in this marriage thou hast drowned all virtue left to credit thy weak sex, which being, as twere, committed to thy trust, thou traitorously hast betrayed it thus. Did I entice, or ever send thee gifts, to allure thee to reflect a beam on me? Nay, 
didst not thou thyself send and invent past human wit our means of intercourse why dost thou then prove base unto thyself perjured and impious no the good thou hast lost in my opinion doth outvalue far the airy honours thou art married to oh peace for you speak sharpness to my soul more torturous than hell's plagues to the damned oh for love's sake hear me speak for love's sake no love is my surfeit and is turned in me to a disease tyrant my niece shall beg till they get liberty for my tongue to speak drowned almost in the rivers of mine eyes what canst thou say art thou not married alas i was enforced first by the threats of a severe father that in his hand did gripe my fortunes next to that the fame of your neglect and liberal talking tongue which bred my honour an eternal wrong pish these are painted causes till this morn he lived not in this land that durst accuse my integrity of such an ignorance but take your letters here your paper vows your picture and your bracelets and if ever i build again upon a woman's faith may sense forsake me i will sooner trust dice or a reconciled enemy oh god what an internal joy my heart has felt sitting at one of these same idle plays when i have seen a maid's inconstancy presented to the life how my glad eyes have stole about me fearing lest my looks should tell the company confident there the mistress that i had free of such faults oh still retain her so dear scudmore hear me retain thee so it is impossible art thou not married it's impossible oh no i do despise thee and will fly as far on earth as to the antipodes and by some learned magician whose deep art can know thy residence on this hemisphere there i'll be placed my feet just against thine to express the opposite nature which our hearts must henceforth hold oh rather shoot me friend than let me hear thee speak such bitterness oh pity me redeem me from the hell that in this marriage i am like to feel i'll rather fly to barren wildernesses and suffer all once with thee scudmore then live with all plenty in this husband's arms thou shalt perceive i am not such a woman that is transported with vain dignities oh thy dear words have knocked at my heart's gates and entered they have plucked the devil's visit that did deform this face and blind my soul off and thy bellafront presents herself laved in a bath of contrite virginal tears clothed in the original beauty that was thine now for the love of god count this not done let time go back and be as when before it or from thy memory erase it forever ha ha heart was there ever such strange creature framed why dost thou speak such foolish senseless things can thy forsaking him redeem thy fault no i will never mend an ill with worse why thou example will make women false when they hear it that before were true for after ill examples we do fly 
but must be vowed to deeds of piety. Oh, woman, 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 the cause of future and original sin, how happy, had you not, should we have been. False, where you kiss, but murdering in your ire, love all can woo, know all men you desire. Ungrateful, yet most impudent to crave, torturous as hell, insatiate as the grave, lustful as monkeys grinning in your ease, whom if we make not idols we ne'er please. More vainly proud than fools, as ignorant, baser than parasites, witches that enchant and make us senseless to think death or life is yours to give, when only our belief doth make you able to deceive us so. Begot by drunkards to breed sin and woe, as many foul diseases hide your veins as there are mischiefs coined in your quick brains, nor quick in wit, fit to perform least good, but to subvert whole states, shed seas of blood twice as deceitful as are crocodiles, for you betray both ways, with tears and smiles. Yet questionless there are as good as bad. Hence, let me go. Hear me, and thou shalt go. I do confess I do deserve all this, have wounded all the faith my sex doth owe, but will recover it or pay my life. Strive not to go, for you shall hear me first. I charge thee, Scudmore, thou hard-hearted man, upon my knees. Kneels. Thou most implacable man, since penitence and satisfaction too gets not thy pardon, I charge thee use some means to set me free before the revels of this night have end. Rises again. Prevent my entering to this marriage bed, or by the memory of Lucretia's knife, ere morn I'll die a virgin, though a wife. Exit. Pish. Do. The world will have one mischief less. Exit. Scene 3. Enter Sir Abraham Ninny, throwing down his bow. Bow they that list, for I will bow no more. Cupid, that little bowler in my breast, rubs at my heart, and will not let me rest. Within. Rub, rub, fly, fly. Ay, ay, you may cry, rub, fly to your bowls, for you are free. Love troubles not your jowls, but from my head to heel, from heel to heart, behind, before, and round about I smart. Then in this arbour, sitting all alone, in doleful ditty let me howl my moan. Oh boy, leave pricking, for I veil my bonnet. Give me but breath, while I do write a sonnet. Independent. Uh, I lost my money, and Sir Abraham too. Yonder he sits at his muse, by heaven, drowned in the ocean of his love. Lord, how he labours like a hard-bound poet whose brains had a frost in em. Now it comes. I die. I sigh. What, after you are dead? <laughs> Very good. I die, I sigh, thou precious stony jewel. Good, 
because she is hard-hearted. Abraham, right. I die. He has died three times, and come again. Abraham, right. I sigh, thou precious stony jewel, wearing of silk, why art thou still so cruel? Oh, Newington conceit and quieting ache. Thy servant Abraham sends this foolish ditty. You say true in troth, sir. Abraham, right. Thy servant Abraham sends this foolish ditty unto thee. Pity both him and it. Tea unto thee? Well, if she do not pity both, tis pity she should live. Abraham, right. But if thou still wilt poor Sir Abraham Frump, come, grim death, come, here give thy mortal thump. So, now I'll read it together. I die, I sigh, thou precious stony jewel. Oh, wherefore wearest thou silk? Yet art so cruel. To thee thy ninny sends this foolish ditty, And pity both him and it. If thou deny, and still Sir Abraham thrump, Come, grim death, come, Here give thy mortal thump. Let me see, Who should I get now to set it to a dumpish note? In good faith, I do not know, but nobody that is wise, I am sure of that. It will be an excellent matter, sung to the knacking of the tongues, but to my business. God save thee, worthy and right worshipful Sir Abraham. What? Musing and writing? Oh, this love will undo us all, and that may me prevent love and undo myself. But what news of Mistress Lucida? Ah, will she not come off, nor cannot you come on, little Abraham? Faith, I have courted her, and courted her, and she does as everybody else does, laughs at all I can do or say. Laughs? Why, that's a sign she is pleased. Do you not know when a woman laughs she's pleased? Aye, but she laughs most shamefully and most scornfully scornfully anger she's but a bauble she's the fitter for my turn sir for they will not stick to say i am a fool for all i am a knight love has made you witty little nab but what a mad villain art thou a striker a fifth part of hercules to get one wench with a child and go a wooing to another with child a good jesty faith whom have I got with child? Why, Mistress Wagtail is with child, and will be disposed tis yours. She is my kinswoman, and I would be loath our house should suffer any disgrace in her. If there be law in England, which there should be if we may judge by their consciences, 
or if I have any friends, the wench shall take no wrong. I cannot tell. I think my lord will stick to me. Do hear. Talk not to me of friends, law, or conscience. If your kinswoman say she is with child by me, your kinswoman is an errant whore. Hod's will, have you nobody to put your gulls upon but knights? That wagtail is a horn. I'll stand to it. Nay, you have stood to it already. But to call my cousin or, you have not a mind to have your throat cut, have you? Troth, no great mind, sir. Pendant draws his sword. Recant your words, or die. Recant? O oh, base, out sword, mine honour keep. Love, thou hast made a lion of a sheep. Uh, but will you fight in this quarrel? I am resolved. Pendant, aside. Art, I pulled an old house over my head. It is like to be a tall fray. I perceive a fool's valianter than a knave at all times. Would I were well rid of him. I had his leaf meet Hector, God knows, if he dare fight at all. They are all one to me, or, to speak more modernly, with one of the roaring boys. Have you done your prayers? Uh, pray give me leave, sir. Put up and please you. Are you sure my cousin Wagtail is a whore? With sword in hand I do it not recant. Well, it shall never be said Jack Pendant would venture his blood in a whore's quarrel. But, or or no or, she is most desperately in love with you. Praises your head, your face, your nose, your eyes, your mouth. The fire of her commendations makes the part of your good parts run over. And, to conclude, if the or have you not, I think the pond at Islington will be her bathing tub and give an end to mortal misery. <laughs> but if she be law you, pray, put up, sir, she is an errant oar, and so let her go. Does she so love me, say you? Yes, yes, at all question, the oar does love you abominable. No more of these foul terms. If she do love me, that goes by fate, I know it by myself. I'll not deny, but I have dallied with her. Ay, but anger, or dallying will get no children. Another whore and draw. Where is the girl? Condoling her misfortune in the gallery, upon the rushes sitting all alone, and for Sir Abraham's love venting her moan. I know not what to say. Fate's above all. Come, let's go over bear her. Be this true, welcome, my wagtail, scornful, loose, adieu. Exit. One way it takes yet. Tis a fool's condition, whom none can love out of his penury to catch most greedily at any wench that gives way to his love, or feigns her own first unto him. And so, Sir Abraham, now, I hope, will buy the pool where I will fish. Thus a quick knave makes a fat fool his dish. Exit. Enter Captain Pouts. I have played the melancholy ass. 
and partly the knave in this last business but as the parson said that got the wench with child tis done now sir it cannot be undone and my purse or i must smart for it and a servant your trunks are shipped and the tide falls out about twelve to-night i'll away this law is like the basilisk to see it first is the death on't this night and noble london farewell i will never see thee more till i be knighted for my virtues let me see when shall i return and yet i do not think but there are a great many dubbed for their virtues otherwise how could there be so many poor knights and a strange like a soldier amazedly what art thou what's thy news zounds a man is fain to break open doors ere he can get into you i would speak with a general sooner sir you may he owes less peradventure or if more he is more able to bait what art a soldier one that lives upon this buff jerkin twas made of fortunatus poach and these are the points i stand upon i am a soldier a counterfeit rogue you are as true a rogue as thyself thou wrongest me send your man away go to i have strange and welcome business to impart the merchant is dead for shame let's walk into the fields send away your man how here is a letter from the lusty kate that tells you all i must not give it to you but upon some conditions let us walk and send away your man go sirrah and bespeak supper at the burr and provide oars i'll see gravesend to-night exit servant the gentlewoman will run mad after you then i'll tell you more let's walk exeunt end of act three